This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Hi, welcome to Breaking Bread. This is the show where we explore food through culture, conversations, and a whole lot of curiosity. I'm your host, Lo Yi Jun, a food writer and recipe developer from the Jun and Tonic blog. Every week on this show, we dive deep into an aspect of food in Malaysia, from speaking to chefs and restaurateurs about their restaurants, to exploring the origins of certain dishes, to geeking out over tasty discussions with food friends or experts. On this week's short episode, we'll be speaking with Adrian Lau from The Posh Egg, a business that sells ready-to-eat Kodawari onsen eggs. Adrian started his small business just over the pandemic, cooking and selling eggs from his home kitchen, and like many small businesses, it has done well in the past months, with the rise of online sales over the MCOs we've had. So today, we'll find out more about his business and what makes his eggs special. Hi Adrian, welcome onto the show. Hi Jun, pleasure to be here. Yeah, thanks for taking the time. Yeah, so I guess just to begin with, uh, for people who haven't heard of your business, Posh Egg, can you tell us what it's all about? Well, we are a home-based business uh, making Kodawari onsen eggs. They, uh, we sell it to you ready to eat. So you can store them in the fridge for up to a week. Just crack one open anytime you like. And uh, mm. that's it go. Mm. Yeah, and we'll definitely go into the uh, definitions of uh, what a kodawari egg is and what and what makes an onsen egg. Um, but just to begin with, tell us about your beginnings. Like, how did this whole business idea start? Well, uh, the Porsche egg has been around for seven months now. We started in February this year. So earlier this year, I suddenly found myself uh, unemployed. I mean, I've been uh, doing the corporate gig all my life. 12, 13 years. Um, so I had a lot of time on my hands suddenly. So I started playing around in the kitchen, uh, cooking all sorts of stuff. Uh, but the one thing I was always obsessed with is uh, finding the, making the perfect egg. So yeah, since I, I was a kid, I was in love with uh, half-boiled eggs. And, uh, but I wanted something different. So that led me on to the sous vide machine um, where you can control the temperature and get eggs exactly how you want them. So I was playing around with timings, temperatures and to find just for myself, for my own consumption. And uh, you know, Malaysians are so used to eggs with salt and pepper, the what you get, but I wanted something different. So I started playing around with uh, sauces so I remember coming across uh, suyu, which is a dashi and soy sauce in a Japanese restaurant. And uh, I wanted to recreate that. So I, I think I stood in the kitchen for about a month, uh, finding, perfecting that sauce to my liking. Mm. <laughs> so that was that. Right, right. So when you talk about your initial love for um half-boiled eggs, right? You're talking about those like the kopitiam one, right? Yeah, right. exactly. Ah. Something all Malaysians are familiar with. Right, right, right. So so before this, you had no culinary 
experience, right? And this was all just like done uh, when you are unemployed or, or fun employed and you just wanted to test things out, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm a accountant by training. Um, never imagined that I would one day be doing this. Well, I, when I was younger, I always saw myself as a creative, but, you know, growing up in an Asian home, my parents always guided <laughs> me towards the more stable careers and accountancy, mm. that kind of thing. Yeah. Right, right. So from, from, I guess, like experimenting on these, these eggs for your own consumption, how do you then decide that, oh, maybe I can turn this into a business? Um, I noticed a lot of uh, people during the MCO started uh, venturing into this online food sales. I've been a consumer myself. I've been buying a lot. Uh, meats, raw meats. Steaks, raw steaks, um, fish. And then uh, I brainstormed with my friends and they were very encouraging. They told me, uh, you just start this, no matter what, we will buy from you every week. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I had no choice. I, I had to do it. <laughs> so I uh, got hold of uh, Andrea, one of my friends who is crazy about design. We then came up with the packaging for Porsche 8. We started an Instagram page and... That was how it all started. Right, right. Yeah, so it sounds like it was all put together really quickly as well. And and yeah, props to props to you for that. But yeah, let's talk about your product for a bit. So what you sell is very specific, right? It's Kodawari Onsen eggs. Can you tell us about what Kodawari eggs are? So the, we have uh, tried almost every egg on the supermarket shelves. Uh, we... Ended up picking this egg because uh, the, the taste is really superior. It's worth paying for it. I mean, <laughs> even as a consumer, I used to eat those eggs so, um, because it is so different. At, at first, when I saw it, I was, this guy's crazy. You're selling eggs at this price, raw eggs, <laughs> one fifty per piece. But there, there is a difference. So, I mean, we decided to go with it. Mm, and, and what makes the egg itself so special and what, I guess, justifies it, its price? Um, the yolk is extremely tasty and uh, in a regular eggs the egg whites I, I feel just in my humble opinion uh, the egg whites in regular eggs are tasteless are lacking lacking its own flavor so in these eggs you the whites itself contribute something to the egg not just the yolk mm, mm. and and yeah I, I I feel like you know the the name itself Kodawari eggs it almost like elicits this this vision of like, oh, these eggs come from Japan. But in fact, it's actually in uh, the farm that you get it from and, and where it's sold, it's from Perak, right? Yes. Uh, the farm uses uh, Japanese farming techniques. They have a, mm. a, some, a working relationship with a farm in Japan. So they get their know-how and technical, the, the farming process comes from there. Mm. So when you get these Kodawari eggs and you bring them in, um, I guess the next part is to turn them into onsen eggs, right? What's that process like? You were talking about a sous vide machine and, and yeah, for those who aren't familiar with how a sous vide machine works or, or how does it cook things, yeah, tell us about how the whole process is. Uh, a sous vide device is a very simple device. It's basically a water heater and a thermometer combined. So you can control the temperature of the water. Basically, we are recreating and onsen, which mm. is uh, uh, 
It's like a Japanese hot bath. Hot bath. The natural hot spring bath. Yeah, in the olden days, the Japanese people used to put two eggs in their pockets and soak in the onsen. So while they're soaking, the eggs are soaking with them and you come up, you get two perfect. Oh, wow. Oh, that's really cute. <laughs> so, yeah. You don't have to do that anymore. Now we've got uh, machines to do that. Right, right. And so did you have any challenges in the beginning? You said you were in the kitchen for like a month doing experiments on, on eggs, maybe trying out different techniques. Yeah, tell us about that whole uh, process and some of the challenges you faced there. Oh, that was fun. Actually, that was just purely for personal consumption. I was just experimenting to get it perfectly, get the eggs perfectly to how I wanted them. So yeah, it was good fun. I'm glad I had the time to, to do that. Mm, but now your process is pretty much like uh, uh, set like SOP already and it's just like a breeze to yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And so your eggs, well, you, you sell your pack of 10 eggs for 35 ringgit, right? And it also comes with a, a dashi um, sauce and some chopped spring onions, right? Yeah. Like with that flavor combination, I guess it's something that not many Malaysians are familiar with and, and we're more familiar with the soy sauce and, and uh, white pepper combination with our half-boiled eggs, right? How does that compare? Well, um, the spring onions gives a very sharp contrast to, to the eggs and the dashi soy sauce. But it's not something that Malaysians are unfamiliar with. We, you've grown up with it, but this is a, a slightly different taste profile. And the other thing we recommend is eating it cold. It's actually mm. very refreshing. Right. Yeah, that's very different from our Malaysian eating style as well. Mm. Yeah, and, and so when you compare the two, I guess our classic Kopitiam half-boiled eggs versus your eggs, do you definitely prefer your eggs? And so when you go to Kopitiams, you're like, oh, I can't have the half-boiled eggs anymore because mine is better. <laughs> uh, no, la, I'm not, I don't want to be a snob, but I <laughs> love, them, love them all. <laughs> Right. And and so was it hard for people to adopt this like eating style? Because it's number one, it's cold. And then number two, it's like a different combination of flavors. Was, was it hard for your initial customers to, to adopt this? Oh, uh, the biggest satisfaction for me was uh, is getting feedback from customers. And 99% of customers love it, this way of eating the eggs. Mm. I'm, I'm really happy to be able to introduce this way of eating eggs to people mm, yeah yeah that's really great to hear and and when you say customers right now are you doing uh mostly b2c or are you doing some some uh, b2b sales as well uh it's now 1995 percent b2c simply because uh restaurants have not been open in the beginning, we had tie-ups with a few bars and uh, restaurants, but uh, that has not... L let's see, now that uh, they are re reopening again, uh, we, uh, we have to start exploring B2B because, um, yeah, uh, I, I, we do see the shift from customers shifting away from online ordering to the home to... I assume they are they are heading back to 
to the uh, restaurants. Mm, yeah, I guess like with dine-in opening up, people are heading back to the restaurants as well. And I guess like B2B is a good way to to scale your business, right? Um, but yeah, so in the past year, since you opened, uh, since you started your business uh, during the pandemic, um, how has that been? How has your growth been? Uh, I hear that you started off with selling maybe like 20, 30 boxes a, a week. What are your What are your sales numbers like now? Oh, I mean, the pandemic has been good for online businesses. So it has, uh, well, we are still in very early days, but it has, it has grown much bigger, uh, manifold, still manageable. Uh, but now with the dine-in, we do see a slight decrease with the dine-in reopening. But um, oh. I've learned to, to just ride the waves lah, and ignore the the uh, up downs mm. and and so the friends that said they were going to buy from you in the beginning are they still buying on a weekly basis yeah they are i'm very thankful for that but thank god we are not relying on them anymore <laughs> so they are your, your most loyal regulars i guess yes, yes. yeah mm. so you are just uh, selling this one product for now right this uh, uh ready to eat eggs uh, in i guess your combo box um, do you plan on, on selling uh, different products out there in the future uh, or maybe even investing in like, you know, farming, egg farming itself? Well, uh, well in terms of egg farming, we are not at that scale yet. I, I believe if you cannot move 100,000 eggs a month, that's the minimum for a, for a small farm. So uh, maybe for the future, yeah. The, what I'm getting from the customers is they are finding the suyu, the dashi we sell, very versatile. That works for cold noodles. As a, so uh, anything you want to use it for, actually, as an addition to the soups to cook for your cooking. So I'm thinking of uh, packaging the dashi separately. And uh, actually, a lot of the customers also take the suyu and they add-on ingredients themselves so we give them the base actually what we want is to give people a base just the suyu and the eggs you go crazy with it mm, just to play around with uh with it in whatever fashion you like i suppose mm. and and yeah i guess just to end where can people find you and where can people find your eggs uh, right now our sole platform is on instagram so that's a uh, posh egg posh dot egg um our ordering details are there Mm, and you're taking orders through through WhatsApp store, right? Right now. Yes. Right. Got it. Mm, and do you plan to go into, I guess, like supermarkets? And uh, is that a step in your your scaling up future? Yeah, definitely. It's in the works. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Hope to see you and and hope to see your eggs around more in the future. Yeah. So um, that brings us to the end of our conversation. Just want to thank you for coming onto the show, Adrian. Thank you, Jun. That is all for this week's show. To listen to more episodes, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, or on the BFM app. And if you're hungry for more food news and fun recipes, you can keep up to date with me on Instagram. I'm at Jun and Tonic, that's J-U-N dot A-N-D dot T-O-N-I-C. This is Jun signing off. You've been listening to Breaking Bread on BFM 89.9.
Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.